We are making sense of the markets now with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. And let's find out what's going on out there. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? Good, thank you. How are those markets? Uh, well, as we just heard, markets are fairly flat today, but uh, it's to be expected. We've still had a good week since you and I last spoke. Uh, the S&P and the Dow are up 0.5%, while the TSX is up 1.5%. And again, that weakness that we're seeing today uh, is a little bit about U.S. inflation, which we'll talk about. And and still, what are the positive catalysts for strength lately uh, in the markets? You know, we've seen no change in interest rates from the U.S. or the Bank of Canada uh, improving employment numbers last week still in both Canada and the U.S. I mean, Canada's unemployment rate is down to 6.7% from 69 uh, U.S. unemployment is down to 4.6% uh, from 4.8%. So people are working, people are going back to work. I mean, we're basically at pre-pandemic levels. Uh, so that's obviously positive. And then we had those encouraging results from Pfizer, uh, on their COVID treatment pill. And that, of course, they're talking about, and I'm sure you talked about last week as well, uh, significantly reducing the risk of hospitalization and death. And again, approval is still pending, but this changes the whole landscape for COVID as we know it. Uh, and the markets reacted positively to that. And then still this infrastructure deal, right? Like that's being passed. Uh, we're still waiting for the Democrats to negotiate the larger 1.7 trillion social spending bill uh, that has a deadline for the end of November. So there's a lot of positives out there, Simi, even though sometimes it just doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't. Uh, but that, that is why the markets continue to hit new highs. And this is, these are all things, you know, that we continue to talk about here uh, on CKNW, on the show, uh, is that even though there can be a lot of negative news, you have to ask yourself, you know, why are markets moving higher? And these are the reasons that markets are moving higher. Right. You mentioned inflation there. Uh, the latest out of the United States today is that inflation increased 6.2% in October. That's high. It's super high, um, you know, and and again, you know, when we were talking in summer when it was 3%, I kept saying, you know, I don't think this is over. I think this is going to continue for, for some time. And and lo and behold, that's where we're at. And this is the highest rate since November of 1990, uh, you know, and now they're kind of saying, it, you know, it's here to stay for some time. And, you know, yes, there's supply chain issues. You, you're seeing wage inflation as well. So the 6.2% number out of the states is is pretty big deal. Um, there's upward pressure from, you know, energy costs is one of the biggest contributors, shelter, food, transportation, vehicle costs. I mean, increased costs in all of those areas affects all of us, right? And even though this is the U.S. number, you know, we're going to see Canada soon again, and I'm sure that will be higher. Um, you know, and again, we have said that in, you know, in the face of inflation, how do you protect yourself? Well, money in the bank, money in GICs, money in your mattress or in your shed outside are not a good place to invest. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so you want to look at equities, uh, real estate, um, you know, in your portfolio, have exposure to commodities. Again, depending on what type of investor you are, you have to speak to a financial advisor first to determine where you should be. But, but you know, the concern is, especially for those who are retired, if you're keeping those large sums of, of cash on the sidelines or you got out last year, you never got back in, uh, you got to think twice about that because if inflation remains heightened uh, at, you know, five, six plus percent, uh, that is eating into your capital big time and your money is not going to be worth what it was today. Uh, you know, in one, two, three years from now. Okay. So that's a good hedge against inflation. It, it it definitely is, and and you have to again worry about if you're a big bond 
um, bond investor or have a large um, allocation to, like I said, GICs, things like that. So, so again, you have to have the right strategy though, right? And you and I talk about this active management versus buy and hold. I mean, markets can change. Markets aren't always as strong as they are right now. Uh, and you just always have to have a plan for, for when that mm-hmm. day does happen, right? So, so again, it's a conversation you need to have with a financial advisor or portfolio manager for sure. Okay, well, this is a good month to do that, right? Because this is financial literacy month. Why is that so important? Yeah, it's it's very important. You know, it's it's important for Canadians to make informed decisions about their money. Um, you know, I often say, you know, it's funny in school that people learn a lot about how to get a job. You know, they, they teach you how to do all these things. You go to university, but a lot of um, the lessons are not about how to manage your own money or how to look for someone to manage your money. And and really, financial literacy month is is to better educate yourself on how to manage your money and debt wisely, how to save for the future. Um, and understand how your money and investments are being managed. I think I think those are, are key uh, items for Financial Literacy Month. That's always important stuff out there. Okay, so when it comes to financial literacy, let's start with financial um, myths almost, Lori, like some of the one, the common ones that people believe when it comes to managing their finances. Yeah, exactly. You know, as uh, I'm dealing with retirees uh, on a daily basis, I I hear a lot of them ask questions about certain things that they've heard, right? And and I thought it would be good to talk about that on air here. So kind of myth number one, before you retire, you need to have a certain amount blank saved, right? So what what amount is that? So I I hear, you know, do I need to have a million saved? Do I need to have two million? What is that dollar amount? You know, people are fretting about this amount. Um, you know, it, it really matters on how much you spend, um, is how much you, you need to have saved, right? In retirement, what kind of lifestyle are you looking to have? And also it's not important just about your portfolio and how much you have in there or cash in the bank. It's also about your net worth, right? A lot of people have money invested in real estate or in Vancouver. Your principal residence is a, is a, a huge dollar value now. You may be able to have a great retirement if you sold your principal residence here in Vancouver and moved to a smaller town. So it really depends. And again, you need to have a financial plan. You know, I say that people early on in retirement uh, often spend, you know, four to 8,000 a month. Uh, people do like to hear that number to understand where, where they land, but you have to include CPP, OAS, any pensions, any rental income, all that kind of stuff. So, so that'd be the first myth, uh, Simi. Another one is maxing out your RSP contributions is the only thing you need to, to do to save for retirement. Well, no, you should be doing your tax-free savings account contributions and saving more on the side if you can, right? It depends on your own situation. A retirement plan before you retire is too early. No, you definitely want to have a retirement plan before you make that uh, that, that, that step and possibly one to two years before at least. And and the earlier, the better, right? Like, Simi, you should have a financial plan already. I hope you do. Um, you know, even though you're not retiring anytime soon, uh, but everybody, even I have a plan, right? And so it's important to have that. And you shouldn't retire until your mortgage is paid off is another myth. Again, you know, retiring with debt, it depends on what your portfolio looks like, how you're going to manage that debt. But again, rates are very low still. So sometimes holding on to some of that debt is okay. And one of the last and most important ones I would say is when you retire, your investment should become more conservative. And that is not always the case as we were just talking about inflation, bonds, GICs, you know, a lot of... um, 
financial advisors out there may tell you, you know, you, you got to go to 50% in bonds, or maybe you are already, uh, you have to look at the market cycle right now, where we are, where inflation is, where interest rates are going. And then, you know, we make decisions based on that. Um, and just because again, as you're getting older, what you want to make sure is that you have a better strategy in place because you can't afford to make that nest egg, nest egg up again. So you just got to make sure that uh, you're in the right strategy for all market conditions. Uh, but again, just moving a bunch to bonds and GICs because you're retired is also not the answer. answer. So again, speak to a professional, make sure that uh, you're in the right strategy and uh, let's curb these myths about retirement. Yeah, because it sounds like there's a lot of them. Lori, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. That is Lori Pinkowski. Lori's the Senior Vice President and the Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact her team directly. Their phone number is 604-695-LORI, or you can check out their website at pinkowski.ca.